Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 34. We're back. 34. Yep. Great. Yahoo. And guess what? Christmas is almost upon us. Christmas time is here, Joe. Can't you feel it? You believe it? I got decorations up and stuff. Yeah, you got like a red light. Is this uh, for Christmas or are you a whorehouse? (laughs) Uh, A little of both. I got some good news for you, though. Well, it's good news for me, but I thought I'd share it. So I'm going on a Disney cruise that leaves the uh, 20th of December. Mm-hmm. You know what else happens on the 20th of December? I do. What are you going to say? The Rise of Skywalker, the final installment. Yeah. So I'm going to get to watch that in the theater on the boat when it, the day it comes out. Oh, they're going to have it on the ship? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got a big movie theater in there. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Now, I was going to ask you because I heard something today that I did not know. There's another trilogy coming? Supposedly, but we have no idea who's even making it. Because originally, the next trilogy coming was going to be by the Game of Thrones guys. Oh. And they got fired or left. Whatever. They're gone. Uh-huh. So no one really knows other than there's these dates that Disney has for when they want this trilogy to start. And that's all we know. Well, they didn't put all that money into Star Wars land in Anaheim to prop up Mark Hamill, probably. So there's got to be something coming, right? You would think something yeah. good, but at this point, I have zero faith in it. Right now, they're putting all their chips in Disney Plus in those shows. When you say Star Wars, sure, there's the Rise of Skywalker, but it's all Baby Yoda. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, just, we're talking about that now. Yeah, we're we're at the point now where we can discuss Baby Yoda, my favorite character on TV. It's everyone's favorite character. Yeah. Now, did you know they kept it so tight that Mattel and the toy companies didn't even know about it? So there are no Baby Yoda plush dolls. Nothing. Right. You can order it, but it doesn't ship until May of next year. It harkens year. back to uh, the action figures of 1978 when we're, they weren't ready. So kids would get like a gift certificate. Oh, yeah. yeah saying right. like, they'll be there that's next right. year, right? That was Christmas 1977. What kind of Star Wars nerd are you? Here so, we are again. I mean, everybody wants a baby Yoda, Yeah, but they're going to have to wait for it. Hey, I'd much rather have the surprise that we got than like, you know... Baby Yoda under your Christmas tree. Yeah. Right? I can handle it. I, I would much more enjoy, like, turning on The Mandalorian in that first episode going, like, Baby Yoda! Oh, my God! Yeah. Well, we'll circle back and, and when that thing's over. We already said it was a, a binge. Yeah. But when it completes, we'll give, like, a little uh, recap. And I heard we might have a special guest, too, when it concludes. We're hoping to have a special guest. So we'll tease that a little bit. Yep. All right, what do you got? I have... A new series, it's a documentary series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. Now, there's only four episodes, and they run from 45 to 51 minutes each. They're real quick. They're real fun. These are made by the guys that made The Toys That Made Us. I don't know if anybody's watched that. Have you seen that at all? I'm Speaking of Star it. Wars toys, yeah, they do their Ninja first Turtles episode, they, yeah, Transformers. That's a type of pick and choose thing. You know, if you like that toy, I recommend going and watching the documentary on that toy. It's nostalgia. They're cashing it's nostalgia. In so is this show. Mm-hmm. The four movies they do are Dirty Dancing, 
Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. So if any of those strike your fancy, I say watch. If you like Die Hard, watch this. If you like Ghostbusters, watch this. I mean, I watched all four. I watched the first one, Dirty Dancing, with my girlfriend. I'm not a big Dirty Dancing fan. I'm just not. But it was a good doc. You do learn a bunch, but it's not like super in-depth. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very VH1 pop-up video ish. VH1 pop-up video, E True Hollywood Story, VH1 behind the music. Yeah, you get a lot of cool things in it, like the fact that I had no idea that the house, all the interiors for the house and Home Alone were shot in a gymnasium in Chicago. Oh no, kidding! I see. I I watched two of them. I watched the Ghostbusters one and the Die Hard one. Uh, yeah, and right. I loved the Ghostbusters one because it was like film school. Uh-huh. It was really a lot of how the movie was made, which I thought was really cool. The uh, Die Hard one I thought was a little more grating, a little more goofy. The narrator, for some reason, seemed I don't know if it was a different narrator. No, just... same narrator, and that narrator's name is Donald Ian Black. Okay, well, and he's been getting some flack on the net for being kind of a cheese ball. Okay, well, he really hammed it up on the Die Hard one. It was very... It and was. I thought the, the Ghostbusters one was... I, I didn't even notice it, so I don't know. I had two different experiences, but cool show. It's a binge, right? And so you can just choose if you're like, I love that movie, just watch that one. Yeah, you I'd know? say it's a binge, too. I will say I do like how they, budget-wise, they cross over. Richard Edlund, for example, right? He used to work at Industrial Light and Magic, and then he left to work on Ghostbusters. And he happened to also do the special effects on Die Hard. Oh, yeah. You could interview him for two movies at once. Same with, like, William Atherton. Horizontal integration. Is that what that's called? Yeah, it's like when Applebee's and you get a chicken salad sandwich and it's just the little nuggets that you'd get boneless wings. Really? Yeah. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Go I on. never would Go have on. made that comparison, but thank you. And that, you know, do you know who William Atherton is? Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. Great actor in the 80s. I think that guy should work more. I'm just saying I, you never see him around anymore. I, I like I saw him like, oh my god, he's still alive. He had a recurring role on the Sci-Fi Channel's Defiance and recently co-starred in the Netflix movie Clinical. He played like a total like douchebag in 80s movies. He's great. Okay. Well, this is a great series. It's on Netflix. It's called The Movies That Made Us. It requires little commitment. You know, yeah. you can just boom, 45 minutes. They're fun. They're not going to, you know, demand much of you, the viewer. And if you're into these particular movies, definitely binge. What was your favorite one out of the four? The Ghostbusters one. Yeah. Anything with Harold Ramis. Even, Harold, the even they don't interview. They, they do get enough. They don't get everybody. They get like pieces of people to interview. Like you don't get Bill Murray, right? But you do get no. Dan Aykroyd. They barely got Bill Murray for Ghostbusters. They barely got, <laughs> <laughs> that was really interesting. That's fascinating. It's like, is he going to show up? And then he's there for call time, but he had no idea. But then you get Ivan Reitman. You know, in the Home Alone one, you get Chris Columbus. You get enough people that made it so you don't feel like you're getting shortchanged on who was making the movie. No, it wasn't a Ken Burns, like, stock photo documentary. It was real, uh, really well put together. Yep. Okay, I've got something that is much more horrifying than that. It's called Bikram, Yogi, Guru, Predator. Now, this is not about Yogi Bear or Yogi Berra. This is about a yoga instructor who apparently is called, they call that a yogi. You know, you ever do yoga? I did downward dog once and I could never get out of it. Sounds sounds about right. I I do the Diamond Dallas page one every once in a while. Anyway, this is like one of the first guys to bring this Eastern modality to 
white housewives in LA back mm-hmm. in the 70s. Yeah. And uh he's the hot yoga guy, right? Where you go and you go and yeah. it's like you're all sweating to death. I did that once. Okay? Yeah. Yoga poses are difficult enough if you've done enough yoga. I've done a little bit, not just downward dog. Okay? These poses are a challenge, but they're almost impossible when you've turned your body into a slip and slide. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's like, you want me to, I can't, you know, you want me to put my leg where? And if you put it just, I don't know if it's the yoga or the heat that's like, you know, shedding the pounds for all these people. It's probably the, but I did it once yeah. and that was it for me. I was like, I, I don't need this. The sweat gets in your eyes. You're constantly looking for your towel. And then you're like, oh, that towel's soaked. Don't I have a dry towel? He goes, oh, didn't you bring four towels for this? Yeah. Like it, it was ridiculous. So you were not invited back. Unfortunately, I bought like that package, like, you know, five for a certain price. And oh, I never, yeah. it was a waste. That's how they get you. Now, yep. was it him that was teaching the class? Oh, no. This has oh. been farmed out for, you know. Yeah, but he still teaches. He does, but I wouldn't go to, you know, I have no idea. This was just, you know, someplace on La Brea. Okay. Well, he, he uh, yeah, whoever was teaching it probably learned how to teach it from him. Because this documentary uh, revolves, this is 86 minutes, by the way. It's on Netflix. This revolves mostly around him training the uh, trainers. Right. And, lo and, and by behold, training, you mean uh, assaulting them? Teaching them the modality of yoga. But yes, also sexual assault. Rampant. <laughs> Apparently, he was a real creep. Yeah. Now, if you're telling me that uh, there's a documentary about a creep who wears a Speedo to work, I would have said, Ryan Lochte's dead already. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> but uh, this is about a guy that teaches hot yoga and there's a bunch of hot chicks and he tries to make out and, and fool around with a lot of them. Now, this has a 94% with the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to guess what the audience score is. Five. No, that's super extreme. Why would I, you I'm guess? Just, I don't, I don't 57. know. 57. Well, it had half. five in it. Yeah, so it's half. So, so I don't know. It, it seems like one of those things that... Uh, it tries to be very provocative. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite have the goods... It sounds like you're leaning in the 57% yourself. I just thought it was a lot of, uh, just a lot of nothing. All right. Purge. Yes. Yeah. He's well, purge him. He's a creep for right, sure. For sure. But the documentary doesn't really get us anywhere. Okay. So purge. It's a double purge. Yeah. Purge him. Purge the doc. Yep. All right. Moving on. I have a comedy special on Netflix by Mike Brabiglia called The New One. Wait, real quick. Yeah. Comedy special or one man show? Well, that's up to the viewer to decide. I'm saying it's a one-man show. I think you're right. Well, he's saying it's a one-man show. He is. It's a, it's still comedy, though. Okay, what's the difference to you between the two things? Storytelling. I mean, he's tell, He's going out to... He's not doing stand-up. It's a one-man show. He has a story to tell about becoming a father. That's the gist of this. Okay, here's what I think the difference is. Uh-huh. It is a very well-put-together, continuous hour and however many minutes. hour and 25 minutes it's a very continuous story yep to me the difference is two things one he has a britney spears microphone instead of a handheld microphone good point that's a good point and the second thing is there's props 48 minutes into it it's 58 minutes into it other yes. than that it's just a stand-up special man why do you gotta call it a broadway show maybe he's trying to win a tony or something because he's performing it on broadway yeah. What? Okay. That, I mean, that's where it's being recorded on Broadway. Yeah, and he did it out here for like a month and a half too. Oh I, yeah. I mean, I he's do. taking it all over the country. But I don't think an LA comic would do this. 
be like, hey, I have a one-man show, and it's just an hour and 20 minutes of stand-up. How many comedians do you know that are doing one-man shows and not just doing their stand-up special? Right? I mean, it's just none. none, right? That's my point. So why? It's a little pretentious, I think. So you have a problem with him saying it's a one-man show, or you have a problem with me saying it's a stand-up special? No, I have a problem with him saying... It's a one-man show. But it is a one-man show. It's not sure, so more, more than it is a stand-up special. Your seven minutes at the improv is a one-man show, technically. Oh, right? my God. All right. Good points. Good points. But I, I still like it. But go ahead. Go on. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, He's very likable. Now, if yeah. you like him, definitely binge this. If you've never seen him before, I'd say this is a good entryway into seeing what he's all about. Because he's pretty open about the type of person that he is, his history. I mean, he gets very personal. And, man, he gets those jokes in. Yeah. Every other line is a punch. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's well written. And, of course, this is what we talk about. We've compared some other stand-up specials to, like, how loose they feel, how written they are. This is written. It's a monologue. It's a monologue. Like you said, he's got the—he ain't got the mic— He's got the, you know, the earpiece with the little, uh, like the TED Talk thing. <laughs> yeah, right? right. So, but he, he, he works the stage and it's a tight, tight show that he really takes you on a trip of what it's going to be like for someone who didn't want to be a father, put all this effort into trying to be a father, and then what that led to. Yeah. I mean, it was very funny. It brought up a lot of mixed feelings for me. I mean, there was some kind of sad or bummer or like... Uh, frustrating parts about his story, not about him, but about his story. I wanted to say real quick, if if you aren't familiar with him at all, I would start with his movie Sleepwalk with me. Oh yeah. One that's of my a favorite, great, that's a good movie. Yeah. One of my favorite indie movies. I think it was the first thing he really did. Of course he did. Uh, don't think twice a little bit more recently, but, uh, and he was on orange is the new black, but th- this is, uh, I think the best out of his, now, he has two things he calls stand-up specials before this mm-hmm. that are about an hour. This one, if you combine all three of them, this one is my favorite out of the three. Now, I haven't watched a lot of his stuff. I did watch Sleepwalk With Me, and I really enjoyed that. And I'd seen him, you know, here and there on late-night shows, and he's always been a good guest. But I hadn't watched one of his specials in its entirety. And... uh I don't know who could watch this and be like, oh, man, he sucks. Who are you if you think he's not good? Yeah, you know? he's, he's very he's like a cross between Jim Gaffigan and uh, maybe he's just a lot like Jim Gaffigan. He, I don't know. He does have Jim Gaffigan qualities. He's got that like, aw shucks, likability. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not going to turn you off in any way. He can talk about dirty subjects while keeping it clean. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a fine line that he rides. Yeah, and he goes when he gets on a joke, he tags it three or four or five times, which yeah. is just really cool. Yeah, um, and he and he keeps it simple. You know, you you mm-hmm. listen, you're like the jokes are not. You're like, I'm like, oh yeah, it's so obvious, but not. You know what I mean? It's like the way he writes it. You they're surprising, but then you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, you know, because they're so smart. It's a major binge if you want a nice, fun story about someone's life and where he is and the type of comedian that he is and the type of father that he is that pretty much anybody can relate to. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we've got one last thing. Let's recap real quick. You say binge the movies that made us on Netflix. Yeah, nothing to it. Go for it. Yeah, it's fun, especially if you like any of those four things a lot. Yeah, pick your ones and watch them. Uh, Joe said the Bikram Yoga documentary 
was uh, festival specific and not worth watching. Seems in your, contentious. In your own home. I just I don't know. I'm just it's just a lot of. Uh, it's it's like if there was an Aziz Ansari documentary, just about that one incident. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Okay. Uh, then you said the Mike Birbiglia thing, and I said the same thing. The new one on Netflix. Uh, it was a Broadway show. It came out here for like a month and a half. Now it's on uh, Netflix. It's great binge for sure. Absolutely. Okay, now we're gonna get dark. I didn't get a chance to watch this. I'm leaving it all up to you. Okay. All right. A little backstory. Yeah. Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig, power couple for a long time. Yep. Did uh, Francis Ha, uh, some other stuff. They've done tons of stuff together. Yeah. They grew up with uh, the Duplass brothers. Oh, this is right up your alley. Right up my alley. Have yep. you seen Baghead? She's in Baghead, too. No. Uh, I always thought he held her back. So she, they, I think, split up a few years ago. She went and made Lady Bird, mm-hmm. which was... And now she has Little Women that just came out. Yeah. So she's doing fine. So this is one of the first things that he's done at least that I'm aware of, that was like his thing. Noah Baumbach. Uh, This is called Marriage Story. It's a Netflix original. It was out in theaters for a while for awards purposes. We've talked about that whole thing. This stars Adam Driver, who you might recognize from the the spaceship. The spaceship uh, movie, Star Trek. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones meets Star Trek. And Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I've heard of her too. Laura Dern. Also in the in the spaceship wars. Yep. Uh, there's some other notable cast in in here too, which we'll get to in a second. Marriage story. It's about a couple who gets married young, has a kid, grows apart. He is a theater director. She is an actress. She wants to go back to L.A. to get back into TV and movies where she started. He wants to stay in New York and do plays. And there's a kid in the mix. He's like eight or something. This is painful to watch. I'm not saying it's a bad movie because it's a good movie, but it's tough. Now I've I don't have any estranged children that you know about, but uh, that you know about. Yeah, well, that anyone anyone does. This is rough, man. This is very right on the nose. A lot of uh, difficult dialogue to listen to. It's an emotional roller coaster. Very good. Adam Driver is by far the best part of this movie. Scarlett Johansson, um, you hate her by the end of this movie. Not as an actress, but her character, for me anyway. I watched it with a buddy who is married and has a couple of young kids, and he was like, I, I can't watch any more of her, even though she's very good. Laura Dern plays her divorce attorney. Ugh, chills. She, she's so just infuriating. Laura Dern is crushing it right now. Yeah, I really. I mean, I think she's like peaking as an actress. Yeah, she's. Incredible. I mean, her uh, performance in the second season of Big Little Lies on HBO was fantastic. Yeah. In fact, it was. I think her performance is the only reason to watch the second season of Big Little Lies. She's so gonzo in it. She's fantastic. Yeah. But she's works a lot now, and uh, it's all good stuff coming out of her. She's awesome in it. And when I say we've talked about this before, but when you watch a movie and you're like, I hate that person. It really means that the actor or actress is really hitting it out of the park. Yep. Uh, so she nails that. Ray Liotta is in it. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Yeah. You R- said Liotta. Just saying. It's a, it's back how they pronounce it. Back. He's gonna come and beat you. He's gonna. I'm gonna beat you, Karen. He's gonna stab me with his eyeliner. And um, his chantix. He's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> chew up some chantix and regurgitate it into your mouth. He had so much eyeliner on. I thought he was gonna be flipping houses. He's a mess physically. Do you get that reference? What's that? 
the lady that flips the houses that wears all the eyeliner. I don't watch any of that house flipping stuff, man. Okay. Well, you need to cut that out or leave it. We'll see. Alan Alda. Oh, yeah. Very funny. Not in it for very long. And the kid that's in it is good. Everyone in this is great. Here's the problem I have with this. It's two hours and 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Should have been about hour 48. There are about three scenes I can think of right now that were about eight minutes. That should have been about four. So there you go. He he really misses the exit on some of his scenes. There's one in particular where Scarlett Johansson is talking to uh, the divorce lawyer the first time they meet. And it's got to be eight to ten minutes long. It's just a monologue. I'm sure he does it on purpose. There's a lot of very purposeful uh, choices, you know, as a director and some some cool cinematography and stuff. It's tough to watch, man. I, I mean, it's not a fun watch. It's not fun. To, like, you don't want to, like, watch this on date night. Right. That's for oh, sure. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to watch this on your supervised custody I night. was going to watch this today with my girlfriend. And no, she was like, no, she no, was no. like, no. And I was like, really? She goes, yeah, it looks super depressing. It is. Yeah. The way that he chooses to end it is uh, I didn't like. There was a moment. You remember in, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Remember in uh, Manchester by the Sea, there's like a, a moment where Casey Affleck kind of snaps. Yep. And that kind of makes the whole... That's his entire performance. Yep. That's his Oscar scene right there. Yeah, there's one yep. There's one or two of those in this. By uh, Adam Driver? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I get to vote in the Independent Spirit Awards. You do? Yeah. This was nominated for Best Screenplay and Best Feature. Adam Driver not nominated. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Laura Dern not nominated. It did receive an award for ensemble production or something, the Robert Altman Award. Uh-huh. So as a group, everyone involved with it is getting a special recognition. But I thought he was really the best part. The screenplay was way too many pages, and uh, the directing was a little bit gratuitous and self-indulgent. But it's great if you... Uh, I don't know why you'd want to watch this unless you just love independent films, which I do. Yep. For me, it's a binge. Now look, this is 96 with the critics, 83 with the audience. Not bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. For, for an audience, a, of the, if you're saying the movie's so dismal and it's getting an 83 from the audience, that's pretty good. Yeah. If you like good acting, this is for you. It's not a big screen extravaganza in any way. I, you know, I didn't think no. it would be. This is the type of thing where I go, should I see it in the theater? No, and then I was no, like, no, no. I was like, wait a minute, that's a, that's a Netflixer all the way. Yeah. I want to mention, this is based on his relationship with Jennifer Jason Lee, not with Greta Gerwig. No, Just so I, you know that. No, I did not know that. You did not know that. I didn't read anything about it until I, I watched it. I didn't know that okay. there was any sort he, of... He had, bet he had a relationship with her long ago, and apparently that's what this movie is about, not Greta Gerwig. Okay. And as I, I understand it. Okay, I believe that. And when I spoke about his relationship with Greta Gerwig, I don't know if they were even an item, but they were They doing were an of, item. Okay, well, they were, I was speaking mostly about their creative collaboration, which was a disaster more so than uh, this relationship be it real or imagined. So that makes sense what you're saying. Anyway, it's a great movie. I don't, so know, if, I don't know if you want to watch it or not. All right. I, don't, I don't know if we're going to watch it either. I'm like, I don't know. You'd because, like, yeah, you should watch it. You'd like it. Here's the thing. At some point, I watch every single movie that's up for best picture. Mm-hmm. So if it, if it does get chosen for best picture, I'm going to watch it. And what's crazy, think about it, if it is, and I'm sure The Irishman is up for best picture, that's two Netflix movies that are going to be up. Oh, Uncut Gems might be in there too. But that's not a Netflixer. Yes, it is. 
No, it's not. That's on another streaming service, no? I believe it's a Netflix original. Well, regardless... Yeah, it's Adam Sandler. He's got the Netflix exclusive thing. It's got to be. Uncut Gems is not a Netflix movie. It was produced by A24 and is not part of Adam Sandler's exclusive deal. This did really well at Telluride, TIFF, which so did the yoga, Bikram yoga thing was a TIFF selection too. Oh, okay. So this is a very film festival-y type of thing. Well, yeah. But if you like good acting, and I know you do. I do enjoy good acting. I, I Not don't doing e- it, but watching it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Yeah. Touche. Hey, hey, same, same here. If you like indie films, you like good acting, it's a binge. Just know what you're getting into. Right. If you sit down to watch this, it's, it's a little tough. We're big boys. We can handle it. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm talking I'm about boy. myself. I don't I'm know. a big boy. I'm a big boy now. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Can we go home? Yeah, man. Let's get out of here. But before we go, we did a little research, and it turns out we're on more streaming services for our podcast than we thought. We're basically everywhere now. Anywhere that has podcasts, you type in Binge or Purge, we'll come up. We're going to show up, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and we're like I said, we're on YouTube. So thank you to our eight subscribers. Yeah. We appreciate it. Keep it coming. Keep listening. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone watches Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Tell your friends. Everyone has a commute. Tell them about us. Check it out. We might recommend something you haven't heard of and would really like. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. Thank you, Jess. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.